This is Journey Church Podcast. Here at Journey, we believe in encountering God and embracing people. From wherever you're listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Hey, Journey Church. My name is Abel John. I'm the worship director um, at this amazing church. Just before I begin, I just want to take this opportunity to say that without a shadow of a doubt, right now is possibly the best time to be in worship ministry. I know I'm obviously a little bit biased being the worship director and all, but I'm, I'm just believing with, with sort of anticipation that God is going to do something huge in the hearts of many through the songs and melodies that come out of our church community. Um, these past few years have been so hard um, and, and not being able to sing and get together really took a toll on our heart of worship as a collective um, holistic sense. Um, but I believe that God is in the process of bringing us back to the places where we originally encountered God um, and taking us back to, to the places where we originally encountered God and specifically through this next generation, our youth and our young people. So if you're listening online, this is a message to you. I pray that community worship would not just be a phrase, but rather would be a trajectory into the new things that God has in store for us. So just a little bit about myself. Like I said, my name is Abel. I am the worship director. I've been the worship director of Journey Church for the past two and a half years now. I get to lead and grow our amazing sound tech team, our worship leaders, our, music, our musicians on a weekly basis. It's, it's been so great getting to lead this team of uh, such talented and gifted people. And honestly, I'm just really excited for where God is going to take this team. And I want to say, um, you know, how like the, the worship team gets to kill it every single Sunday morning online or in person. Um, so if you want to check us out, come to church, come see us in person. It'll be great. So um, just a little shameless plug as well. If you haven't already, uh, please go and check out our ministry's first ever YouTube video. It's our first ever cover. Um, it's on YouTube or um, uh, on Instagram. It's, it's, it's a cover of the song, Something Has to Break by Red Rocks Worship. That song came out of a heart of anticipation for uh, what God has next for this church. So please go check it out. Be blessed. Um, I also want to take this opportunity just to honor our amazing pastors, Pastor Jess and Dave DeSabatino, who have, who have led this church in spirit and in truth every single day through the pandemic, through the hard times, through the good times. These pastors have truly, truly done it all. Um, we love you. We love you both. And we're, we're just so thankful for your leadership and for pushing this church into the growth that God has for us. Has for us. I also want to take this opportunity to thank them for giving me the opportunity to be up here on stage today. Um, the opportunities to grow and honestly become the man that I am today because without their leadership, I can honestly say, I don't know if I would be here right now. Um, so, so just let's honor our pastors. Uh, send them a message. If you're online, send them a message. Let them know how much you love them. So, all right. Let's get into why I'm even standing up here today. So today I'm going to be talking about obedience, specifically keeping faithful in obedience. So if you're, if you're taking notes online or whatever it is, um, that's the title of my message, keeping, faith in, keeping faithful in obedience. Sorry. It's sort of the, the concept that changed my life in a way. So wherever God tells me to go, that's where I'm going to go. Where he tells me to do, I'm going to do that. Obedience kind of has this, this negative connotation that puts us in a in a less than desirable place almost. But when God talks about obedience, he's wanting us to be in partnership with him. 
That's the difference. See, his kingdom's advancement is always the goal, meaning that when we obey him, we're actually walking alongside with him. Hand in hand, he shows us things that we, that we just never could have imagined. So one thing I actually heard from one of my profs in school, now this, is, uh, this isn't even Bible college, this is, this is at Mount Royal University where I went to school. Um, one of my profs said, maturity is measured by dependence and not independence. So let that sit with you for a moment. That goes for your relationships, your spiritual lives. God wants us to depend on him in every circumstance. So, you know, during, during quarantine, um, I know a lot of people in the house decided to do things that they haven't done. Maybe things that they were thinking about and decided you decided to do it during quarantine. So um, some people decided to cut their hair, regret it now. Some people decided to grow their hair out and regret it now. Uh, some people decided to order everything off of Amazon. You guys remember Pastor Dave's phase that he went through? I don't even know what he ordered, but he ordered a lot of stuff off of Amazon, according to Pastor Jess. So for me personally, I decided to clean my room, like a full, full, deep, deep clean. I mean, vacuuming, cleaning under the bed, everything like that. Because um, let me just say, I was having issues. You ever, you ever just look under your bed or in your closet or something, and you're just like, yeesh, I got some, I got some issues that I got to deal with. Um, also, just a disclaimer, I, uh, I got married uh, just a little bit over a month ago, and I just want to say um, that I, I should probably say that there's no chance, probably zero chance, that Erica would ever let our room get to the state that, that mine was in at home. Um, so unless I want to get murdered, I got to keep my stuff clean. So that's just a disclaimer. So anyway, I went under there. Um, I mean, I can't now, if you know what I mean. How many people are on a journey, maybe lost some weight, somebody else found it, you know, that's how it goes. But <laughs> anyway, I went under the bed and what I saw, I didn't like. There were things in the dark that I never dealt with. Um, things that were stopping me from living the life that I wanted to in cleanliness and in health. You see where I'm going with this. This verse so, so I just want to start off, this is the verse that changed my life. And if you have your Bible, whether you're online, um, I think it'll be on the screen as well too. Uh, turn with me to Hebrews 12, verse 25 to 29. So it says, Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth, but now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. For our God is a devouring fire. So that's Hebrews 12, verse 25 to 29. So when it comes to obedience for me, I feel like I've always had kind of a big problem with it growing up. My parents were very, very gracious to me, no matter how many times I wanted to make my dad pull out his hair. I mean, whatever hair he's got left. But he really tried to instill things in my life that I really just didn't want to listen to. It caused me to make a lot of mistakes and caused a lot of problems in my life. And I realized time and time again, it's because I could never truly connect with the word of God. There was this idea of discipline um, where I wasn't able to disconnect it from the actual desire of learning his word and hearing what the Lord wanted to say to me. Um, it was sort of this underlying rebellious spirit that, that I, I just never dealt with, something that was under my bed, sort of a tension between my spirit and flesh 
that wanted to do right by myself, but also right by God. But my immaturity caused that line to get blurred a little bit. So I really do want to say, um, now that I know that what my dad was saying all these years could not be more true. So if there's kids listening online today, listen to your parents because they know best. Just want to say that real quick as well. The reality of it all is, and what, and what this verse is teaching us truly, is, is, is rather than it becoming some kind of separate thing, obedience is all that God wants from us, church. He uses our obedience as a catalyst for him to move. You know, it's, it's easy for us to, to be obedient to things that we want to be obedient to or, or things that are easy for us. For, ex- for example, envy might not be an issue for you, but, but maybe rage is, right? It's so much harder to be obedient to things that we might not necessarily um, have the strength to do. So, so what, I, what I don't want you to hear me saying is bad things are happening in your life because you're not obeying. It's about acknowledging what's under your bed, seeing what is there that's stopping you from living your life to the fullest calling that God is speaking into your life. That's all it is. Nothing more, nothing less. God is so gracious and he's so loving and he's offered this to us with no inhibitions and it's your choice to follow that calling. There truly is freedom in obedience. But now... More than ever, and I just want to say this as well, but, but now I think more than ever, we can, we can really align ourselves together and say that we, we do want to see God move. We want to see God's miracle working power. We want to see him change the hearts of people around us and ourselves through what he's doing in us, right? So, what, so with all these wants, what's actually ended up happening is that this season has revealed where our priorities are actually at. It's revealed what's, what's under the surface, or like I said earlier, what's under our bed. Some things that we put our foundation in um, and what our motive is that's stopping us from accomplishing the things what we, what we want to accomplish. Like, am I, am I really being honest with myself um, to know that all this prayer that I'm putting in truly, truly has my heart behind it? And most importantly, am I actually listening to and obeying what God is tell, trying to tell me? Is my desire consistent with his desire? When we truly obey God, the deepest desires of our heart are revealed in God's character. We begin to see him move and change the seasons of life that we're in. I saw it in my own life as things began to change and fall into place so quickly. The second I made a decision to follow God's voice and begin obeying and listening to what he was telling me to do. So, if I can just be real with you for a minute here, um, I struggled hard with anxiety for, for many, many years. Uh, my anxiety was to the point where it was, it was really difficult for me to even get out of bed in the morning without, without crying, uh, with, with the tears stinging my face and f- feeling that, that, that pit at the bottom of my chest. I don't know how many of you online can, can relate to what I'm saying, but anxiety is truly like a black hole that, that just sucks you in and it, it seems impossible to get out of it. Now, I'm not gonna stand up here and tell you that I've, I've conquered this whole thing because I haven't. It's still a very real and, and prevalent issue in my life. Um, it shows up in stressful situations, but what I can say is I can stand up here and say that I'm a living, breathing testimony of God's goodness in my life because I made that decision one day to listen to and obey Him. But what it took to get there was I needed to deal with the garbage that was under my bed. Maybe, maybe there's some of you that are watching to us today. Uh, 
that are starting to realize that there are things under your bed that you haven't dealt with. Maybe there's things that you don't even know are under the bed. Maybe the storms of life and the hardships we go through cause those lines to get blurred a little bit, and we're not able to distinguish what's healthy and what's not. Anxiety is a very, very real thing, and I want to speak to those in the house that are struggling with anxiety, and I want to tell you that you are not alone, right? If, there, if this is a storm that you are going through, please go and receive help. We have so many people in this church, big prayer team, the pastors, that are all willing to talk and help you through your situation, but bigger than that, bigger than the help the church community can offer you. God is truly the one who saves, right, church? Do you believe that? That's why I'm so passionate about this, because I've seen that miracle-working power in my own life, right? God has moved in me, and I can confidently say that my strength rests in him. But anyway, I, um, I heard a pastor once say a long time ago um, that your most anointed self is your most authentic self. So where we are actually listening to the word of God and coming to him in our brokenness, willing to obey and listen to everything that he's telling us and actually revealing what's under our beds. So God is calling us to be our most authentic selves in this time, church. Church, I want to I be real with you again. I want to be my most authentic self. I want to see God move, but I cannot make that happen on my own will or my own motives, right? I need the Father to allow me to open those doors with the keys and the opportunities that he's given me through my real and authentic self. So, so maybe for some of you in the church today, um, maybe that key looks completely different, right? Maybe, maybe for some of you it looks like letting go of the past. Maybe it looks like getting help in that area that you've been struggling in. Maybe it looks like figuring out how to let go of your pride and ego. But whatever it is, God is calling you to something bigger and stronger in this season. And I believe that he is so wanting to show his power as long as we're able to reveal what's under our beds. It's so easy to stand up and pray for what we want and need, right? But it's so much harder to back it up with the work. So I want to just go to, to James 1, um, or James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25. I think it'll be on the screen. There it is. Um, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you've heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Like, come on, church, isn't that just so powerful? It's so simple. Like, he's laid it out right there in the, in the scriptures. It's so simple, yet so difficult at the same time. So this is a call, church. This is a call to be better, to look towards the future with divine anticipation. When I say divine, I mean from God. The call is to obey him at whatever cost, to not, to not be afraid to let go, to not let ourselves get stuck in complacency, but rather see God move through our obedience and our devotion to him. So if we bypass the motive, then we are unable to engage our heart. And if our heart is not engaged, how can we be authentic before the Lord? And so, and so here's what actually happens at the end of the day. I've seen this in my own life. Um, maybe you can feel me on this as well, but, but we start to pray for things that we think that we're supposed to pray for, right? So maybe we're, we're praying for things in public that we've never prayed for in private. Like, you know, we get, we get in the prayer meetings and the church service and we start, hallelujah, Jesus, right? We thank you for your spirit, right? We start with the big consonants and the, the voice change and everything. Like, I've seen it myself. I'm just being real. I've done it, done it myself. 
I'm not making, again, I'm not making any eye contact. I'm just saying we all struggle with this, all right? We're praying these big, huge prayers, right? Um, big, huge prayers, which of course isn't a bad thing, right? Because we serve a very real God who's capable of doing these big, big things. But praying, but, but are we just praying for and even saying things that maybe we don't actually have the, have the faith for? Um, you know, us as pastors and, and leadership of the church, we get requests for prayer all the time. And, and one of the things that I realized I was doing a long time ago was I was, I was saying things um, that I thought I was supposed to be saying rather than actually listening to the Holy Spirit and seeing what he wanted me to say. Just trying to help people based on my own thoughts and ideas. You know, there, there's a reason why in Isaiah 55 it says that my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, Right? And it's, it's because, it's as simple as this. It's because they are, right? It's as simple as that. Even in worship, right? We raise our hands on the big bridges and we shout it out. But at the end of the day, we're just doing things that we think we're supposed to do. And I don't want you to think that, okay, Abel, I guess my motives are bad, so there's no hope. I should just stop doing everything. No. What I'm trying to do is get us to a place where there can be a little bit more room for the Holy Spirit to do his thing in us. So just going back to the verse, Hebrews 12, um, this is in verse 26 and 27. It says, and when God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth, but now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. So even in my own life, I can be real with you again. I'm being real with you a lot today, but um, like I said earlier, obedience was something that I continuously struggled with, right, my entire life. I'm not exactly sure what it was that caused me to hate, like, submitting to authority so much or, or um, made it so difficult for me, but it, it just was. Looking back, in hindsight, I know that it was truly the enemy who was trying to stop me from seeing God move in my life. I wanted to be my own thing, like, not, not bound to to, uh, to what other people were saying, um, and I really just ended up struggling with my identity for a long time, and it, and, it, and it translated to a lot of different areas of my life, and this identity struggle that I struggled with actually ended up being another thing that I was hiding under my bed. Specifically, when it came to the career path that now I've chosen, um, I've told this to a few people in the church, but, but um, God was calling me to do this a long time ago. I just kept running away from him, putting time and money and effort into, into things that were not truly what God was telling me to do. So, so making the long story short, um, now I can proudly say that I've decided to obey God, right? I'm chasing that calling with all that's in me. And, and I know just as it says in that verse that now I am on unshakable ground. With all the unshakable things, the garbage I've been dealing with, the stuff under my bed, the anxiety, the depression, whatever it is, um, the, the, the identity issues I struggled with for, for so, so long are being blown away by God's presence, right? And I'm standing here today as a changed man, and man is continuously fighting for the calling that's been placed in my life. Um, it's not easy. I'll tell you that right now. It's not easy. Pursuing, no one has ever said that pursuing the will of God is an easy thing, but I know that now my faith is centered on the God who has strengthened me. So, I want to read that last bit of the verse one more time. So once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. So this means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. So come on, church, let's, let, that, let that just speak to you today, that, that we would look back and say that Journey Church 
will not be shaken, right? Journey Church is filled with a people who will not be shaken, so that what would remain at the end of the struggles and the, the, um, uh, like the, the hard times would be a people that are, that are steadfast and motivated by the Word of God, not on emotions or earthly discipline, but on the Word of God with the Holy Spirit guiding us in every way. So that whatever comes later, right, whether it be more injustice, more political unrest, another pandemic, please, please not again. Whatever it is, I don't want to deal with this again, please God. Um, whatever it is would not have the strength to uproot us. That our devotion and our discipline or, or our emotions would not cause us to be moved, but instead our faithfulness and our roots in the love of God will cause us to stand firm and strong. Do you believe that, church? So, one other thing, um, this is another thing that I felt like I struggled with on the whole um, idea of, di- of, of, of obedience, is I struggled between the tension of, of doing what God wanted me to do in discipline and self-righteousness and actually loving the calling that he placed on my life. So for so long, I narrowed it down to, to it being like a, a negative thing if I didn't obey, um, if I didn't do it, if I didn't obey, he would, you know, he would mess me up. So for the last 20 minutes, I've been telling you to be obedient, right? And that's true. We need to recognize the significance of that. But there's more. Just like the slap chop guy. There's more. I don't know. (laughs) But along with the discipline of that, we need to recognize the significance of our affection for God too. Like, if you love God, you got to spend time with him. Like in my own life, like I said, I just recently got married. Um, But if I spent our whole relationship doing things that she wanted me to do, like putting my clothes up, washing the dishes, and doing all that without telling her that I loved her and getting her flowers and um, making her sure she feels loved and heard, then what am I doing, right? How can this be considered a fruitful relationship? I feel like, I feel like I'm going to say this now uh, whenever she tells me to clean up. Like, Abel, pick up your socks, and I'll be like, babe, I, like, I love you, though. Like, isn't that more edifying? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll wash the dishes, I promise. Um, all right. <laughs> but what happens is, is out of this unloving service to God, we get legalistic, right? And we get kind of mean. Like, I'll do it, but I don't want to. We've got to understand that real obedience is birthed out of love and not legalism. That's actually to quote Pastor Jess. Pastor Jess was kind of coaching me through this whole thing, and she gave me that quote. And that's real, right? I'm going to say that one more time. We've got to understand that real obedience is birthed out of love and not legalism. The way that we should see it is our obedience actually grows when our love for Jesus grows. We've heard it said so many times, you know, if we want to truly follow Jesus, we got to live like him, right? So I want to lean into that in this moment. There's, there's so much tension in the Bible, but one of the most significant points is the tension that we see between affection and devotion to God. We see it when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane in Matthew 26, and he had that very real human struggle between whether he wanted to follow the will of God or be saved himself. So, so just to give some context, he was, he, he's about to be crucified. He's praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's at the end of himself. And essentially, he was like, God, if there's another way, like, please tell me now. But also at the same time, embracing the fact that he has a mission to accomplish. Like, I got to do what I was sent here to do. I got to obey God but also coinciding with that very real human emotion of wanting to be saved, right? So it's, so it's save the world or save, my, save myself. 
So there's emotion and there's grief, but he also knows the mission for what he was sent here to do on earth. So with that, we want to live like Jesus, right? So we can follow him. So I want to live my life in a way where I can ask the Holy Spirit to guide me to embrace the emotions of the world, but also be faithful and obey the mission that he's called me to. Maybe some of, our, some of, some of us sometimes find ourselves in places where, where we allow the emotions of the call to overcome the mission. Our eyes, you know, we, we, get, we get teary when we start thinking about the goodness of God or because or we, we love to sing about it. We love to sing about how good God was to us in, uh, in different situations, which is so important. But unbalanced, what ends up happening is it leaves us in a place where we aren't focused anymore on the task at hand. Like when the affection and love for God's works wears off, we, aren't, we don't have the discipline to continue to love in the hard times. So that's what I want to challenge you today. Or maybe some of us in the house are completely opposite, right? Where we love the discipline, the emotion, or sorry, the devotion, the system, and the structure. Like if God said to do it, I'm going to do it. Right, but in that sense, on that side, we never get teary-eyed, right? We never allow ourselves to feel like Jesus did in the garden. So the way I see it is Jesus was motivated by two of these things, right? By love and devotion. So if it's actually important for us to live like Jesus, then we got to follow him. Meaning, it's so important for us to understand this idea. We need both to love the Lord properly. And if I want to love the Lord properly... I need to embrace the tension of affection and devotion. And if we don't do that, what ends up happening is we'll say what we need to say, we'll do what we need to do, but there's no engagement with true love and the fruit of our love being obedience. So our emotion and our affection will begin to steer us into different directions or our discipline will cause us to stay within a certain way rather than partnering with and letting the Holy Spirit do his thing through us and guide our thoughts and actions. So for so long, I attributed this, this idea of discipline to what, that's what God wanted from me. Like, of course he wants discipline, right? The, the act of love behind it is what strengthens it and, and causes it to come alive in our hearts and minds. And this is why we emphasize the vision of gathering so much in this church, right? This is why, why we talk about journey being a place where, where people who can't find their belonging can come find a home within these walls. Like, I just want to be real. God has been so good to me, church. Um, he rescued me from that pit of anxiety, right, and where I was completely taken out, and he brought me back up, and all it took was for me to take that step, to throw out all my expectations, all my preconceived notions of what I thought God wanted to do, or thought God wanted for me, and instead, I listened to his voice and heard and obeyed what he was calling me to do, right? My affection for God, coupled with the discipline and reliance on the Holy Spirit, allowed me to hear him clearly, and my life was never the same. So church, I believe we are called to more, right? It's hard, it's so hard to, to watch the church um, constantly get scrutinized in the media, um, people pointing the finger, calling us hypocrites, because we aren't at the forefront against injustice, or showing people what it truly means to be loved by God, or showing people that true transformative power of love that God has for everybody. So I want to ask a question, right? Where, what, what would it be like if our whole church, if everyone in this room said yes to God's will regardless of the cost? Where would that take us? You know, what would happen? I believe 
that God is calling Journey Church to that same thing, right? He's calling us to obey the word and his will, no matter what we think the cost is going to be. He's calling us to, to, to truly allow ourselves to be filled with the Holy Spirit and not just saying the words that we think that we're supposed to say, but rather living up to the call that he's placed on all of our lives. So could we do that, church, right? Could we, could we come to a place where we're embracing the emotion, but also embracing the call the, of God on our lives and letting the Holy Spirit do his thing through us? So, so my prayer this morning is that we would walk in the tension and find the balance between these two motivations. That we wouldn't be steered left or right, but be in that balance of spirit and truth and be able to walk in obedience to serve the God who can and will continue to change us for the better. So some of you may be thinking, um, man, maybe my life, maybe my life is like under Abel's bed. That's a weird way to put it, but you know what I'm saying. Maybe my life is under Abel's bed. <laughs> But there's, there's so much under the surface, right? Maybe some of you have things under the bed that need to be called out and brought out into the light. Or maybe some of you today are really struggling with anxiety. And I, I want to take a second, and, and my prayer is that the Holy Spirit would come into, this come into this room even right now as I'm speaking and begin to strengthen you where you're at. So as the band comes forward, um, I, I also want to take this opportunity to... Um, Invite the prayer team forward in, in, in a minute. Sorry, not right now. But in a minute, we're going to invite the prayer team over and we're going to make this room an altar this morning. Maybe, maybe you're here and maybe you've resonated with some of the struggle um, that I've been talking about today. Maybe you're finding it hard to find that balance um, or you've been praying for so long but nothing's happening, right? I want, you, I want to invite you to take that leap of faith and come forward and ask God for deliverance. It's so powerful. That, that first step is so powerful in your, in your walk with Jesus and that journey that you're taking towards him. Um, yeah, I just want to invite you to take that leap of faith, to keep praying, right, to keep fighting, to keep pursuing, and to keep showing up. In Psalm 91, it's one of my favorite verses in the Bible, um, it says that we can find refuge and safety in the shadow of the Almighty, and I, and I thought it was it was really interesting that the that the writer used the word shadow instead of um, or I don't know what he would use, but um, because in order to come into the shadow, uh, we got to come close, right? It's like God is saying like I'm right here, I'm big, my shadow's big, but you got to come close to be in the shadow. And so my prayer this morning is that we would take one step closer to Jesus, wherever you are, wherever you're at, just one step closer. So um, actually, let's, let's all stand, actually, real quick. So as we stand this morning, I believe that the Spirit has something to reveal to everyone this morning. So I want to encourage you, again, to take that step of faith forward, to come up to the altar. We've got a big prayer team that's going to be up here um, and so to pray with and to support you. If you've also never made that conscious decision to take a step towards Jesus, as all heads are bowed, all eyes are closed, you don't even need to raise your hand or anything like that, but... Um, I'm going to pray that you would be filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's actually just pray all this together. You can repeat after me. Jesus, I recognize that you are Lord. That you died and that you rose again. And that you were thinking of me when you were on the cross. So God, I open my heart up to you. And I say, have your way. In Jesus' in mighty and powerful name, everybody said.
All right, come on. Can we just give a hand to whoever just prayed that prayer for the first time? Um, yeah. So, so to summarize, right, how can we keep faithful in obedience? By embracing the tension and the balance between affection and devotion and creating a space in our heart for the Spirit to guide us and allow us to come close to the Lord authentically and undone in His presence. So my encouragement to you today is that you would come close to hear God's voice, right? Give him the chance to speak to you and obey what he's saying, regardless if you're at work or if you're at school with your friends or whatever it is, that you would step boldly into the promise and the perfection of his presence in the middle of your circumstance. I want to pray that God would do his work in you and through you and that the Holy Spirit would come close and be in you and around you and that he would speak, be speaking to you and do something through you. And so this morning, with all hands raised, I want to pray that the Holy Spirit would empower us this morning and that he would reveal areas of our heart that are still under the surface, areas that still need to be submitted to his presence. So Father, we just we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for the perfect love that sets us free, even in the middle of our biggest storms in life. God, we pray for the courage and the strength to be able to reveal these areas that are under our bed, things that we never dealt with, things that, that we're hiding, God. Give us the strength and the courage to bring it back out into the light. God, I pray for those that are struggling with anxiety this morning, people that are struggling with, with depression and mental health, whatever it is, God. God, we pray for deliverance, even right now, God, that deliverance would come in the name of Jesus. God, we believe you are a miracle-working God, that your power is so real, that your strength is so real. So God, we want to lean into that, Jesus. We want, we want to hear your voice. We want to hear your voice, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to invite the prayer team to come forward. I don't know where you're at, but you want to come forward. And we'll leave this room open. Come forward and get prayer if you need. Get deliverance because God is truly the one that saves church. So let's walk in that this morning. Thank you for joining us today on Journey Church Podcast. For more information about our ministry, visit myjourney.church.